Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We're your hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing this week? Well, if there's one thing I'm consistent at, I guess I'm just chilling. You know me. It does seem to be your thing. Just chilling. That'd be right, bud. And an extra is... chill because of what we are talking about today. Yes, uh, this is definitely right up your alley. Take it away, Mike. What are we talking about today? What movie do we have? Well, we have one that probably not a lot of people have seen, but I think we both recommend it. Batman Hush. This is the revisiting of the classic comic of Batman Hush, but bringing it into DC's main animated universe. Yeah, I think that's something people really don't know about. Because like you said, these movies kind of fly under the, the radar. Like Unless you visit a Best Buy or a Target, you don't see them. But DC actually has a very expansive library of animated movies. And a lot of them are a lot like the MCU. And unlike the DCEU, it's done a lot better where the movies interconnect with the characters and all that. So yeah, like you said, they took the Batman Hush comic and integrated it into this uh, into this universe with uh, some substantial changes made. Yeah, I'd say substantial would be a good word. Okay. So the way we're going to break down the podcast is I think I will go first with my quick thoughts about the movie as someone who does not know the comic. I have not sat down and read it. I have a general idea of what some of the characters are, but I don't know all the details. Mike, then I think you'll jump in, give your thoughts about it, and then com- what was the differences made? You can break that down, and okay. we'll, we'll take it from there. That Sounds works? Like a- all right. So I haven't seen all the movies in the uh, DC animated universe, I guess the best way to call it, but I've seen a few. So having watched this, I I enjoyed it for the most part. I thought it was one of the better ones for me personally. My low point for this uh, universe is Justice League vs. Teen Titans. It wasn't one of those, so I appreciate it. I think, uh, I'm not sure what the name, but the voice actor for Batman, I'm really starting to enjoy more and more as he gets into the role. And I just enjoyed the character interactions. I, I yeah. did. I really liked the relationship between Bruce and Selina Kyle. And not only that, I also liked how his Bruce's family was fucking around with him in a friendly way. And it was great to see, from Nightwing joking with him uh, to Damien, uh, calling him as he's driving, just, you know, basically shit-talking his previous women, including his mother, which I thought was funny. Uh, yep. So all those interactions I thought were great. The action was pretty good as well. I thought overall solid film. My main issue with the movie, and I've seen this in the main issue for the universe, is the animation slash art design at times looks pretty cheap, Pretty looks pretty basic. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up on YouTube uh, an action scene from this movie, for example, and then go uh, watch an action scene from uh, Under the Red Hood or The Dark Knight Returns. Not only is the art style different, I feel it's a lot more detailed in those movies as well. It's been reported that they've had higher budgets and over time the budgets have been getting cut down. So if anything, these movies would be helped to have more detail in it. But besides that, the actual fundamentals of the movie i enjoyed i'll leave it at that okay well i'll side with you and say they're not really reinventing the wheel when it comes to their animation Mm -hmm. i do feel like the fight scenes are definitely better 
animated than previous films. Like you said, Under the Red Hood had great fight scenes. Dark Knight Returns had great fight scenes. But I feel like in the newer franchise, it seems to flow a little bit better. Now, of course, there are certain scenes in each movie where they're flawless. But this movie overall as a whole, because how many fight scenes were in Batman Hush? Let's be serious. Four? Really? Well, I mean, there was quite a few. You have the first one with Bane. Then yep. you have the one with Poison Ivy. Yep. You have one with Catwoman fighting the thugs and Batgirl. Okay, if we're counting every every single fight instance, then we're looking at like 10 to 15. That's my point. There's a whole lot more of action in this film than we've seen in majority of other of the DCAU. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with you on that. So with that being said, I feel like the movie did do very well. I enjoyed it. Pretty much enjoyed it for the same reasons that you did. Like, I like the whole interaction between the characters. They really built up the Batman universe well. I don't think they really could have done it better. They're slowly making it better as each movie comes along. Yes, Damien is actually a good character to watch now. Yeah. But with that being said, what I do have issues with, and heavy spoilers here. If you haven't seen it, turn this off, come back to it. If you don't care, keep listening. Who am I to stop you? The biggest change, and it's very similar to what they did in Gotham Gaslight. Instead of introducing a new character like Hush, Hush is supposed to be a new character. They reintegrated an old one, which kind of killed it for me. So what I'm talking about here is Hush's true identity in the film was the Riddler. Huge fucking blue balls for that. Now, in the comic, Hush was Thomas Elliot, Batman's best friend, and obviously Bruce Wayne's best friend. And they skipped out on a whole lot of story points that would have expanded the universe even greater, which would have led up to another retelling of Under the Red Hood. Maybe they didn't want to go that route, which is why they changed it completely. Well, as of now, they still don't even have a uh, Jason Todd in the universe. So Exactly. So I was kind of hoping, I was hoping that they'd use this film to kind of introduce him a little bit and be like, all right, this is Batman's second Robin that he doesn't talk about because of what happened. So in the comic, Hush was actually Thomas Elliot, like I said. But Hush was sent by Jason Todd the Red Hood to break Batman. So this way when he comes, and there's supposed to be a huge uh, uh, graveyard fight scene. So the one that Catwoman and Nightwing had with Scarecrow? Yes. That was supposed to be Batman and the Red Hood fighting. And then the Red Hood swaps out with Clayface, and then Batman realizes that it's Clayface and not actually Robin. Well, we did get Clayface in some form here. Yeah, we did, but like I said, it was fucking blue balls here. Like, come on, I, I'd be more interested in seeing Thomas Elliot as the villain with a backing of Red Hood. Give us a little tease here that Red Hood's coming, because I feel like that's what we're missing in this universe. I wouldn't mind a standalone Red Hood film the way this DC universe is going. It has a lot of potential, because Suicide Squad, Hell to Pay, darker, grittier, more adult-like, it's entertaining. So why wouldn't a Red Hood go go good there? But I digress. Besides that, that's pretty much the big main difference between the comic and the film. Okay. So hearing about that now, I guess I guess it wouldn't make sense for Thomas Kelly to be how she'd have another tragic character in Batman's life, and it would it would show that he he really 
besides the immediate people around him, he cannot trust anyone, especially when a you know best childhood best friend comes back out of the blue and then turns out he's trying to destroy your life. Um, yep. You you brought up the uh, uh, cemetery fight scene, and one of the issues I did have with the movie is Nightwing. Like, come on, really? Yeah, I expect a little bit better from him, but you know, I, I did because like. You know, he's, he's showing Catwoman, you know, how stuff is run on the Batman side, looking all cool. Gets into one fucking fight. Two hits in. Oh, fear gas. He's out. Done. Like, Okay. Sure. I guess I understand because it's not really his story. It's Batman. It's Batman's story. Yeah. Even even just, not again, not knowing and just seeing the Riddler, I was disappointed. Yep. And then it really hammers home the point because when Batman keeps insulting the Riddler to get him off balance it's like dude everything you're saying is kind of true no it's 100 percent true it's 100 percent true but like as he's saying it to get him off balance like as a fan watching it's like okay so basically you're telling me you just put this shitty villain into this surprise role batman saying everything's true it's it's you're ruining your own villain as you made the twist yep so while what he was saying is funny and true it hammers home the point that this loser turns out to be manipulating everyone, manipulated Poison Ivy, you know, who got to manipulate Superman, manipulated Catwoman at one point, Bane. It's a fucking Riddler? Really? And Oh, and Clayface. And, Harley and Clayface, and too. And I think this goes back to what happened to him. And this is, I think, becoming a little bit of a clutch for at least the Batman set of characters. And that's the Lazarus pit. Yeah, it keeps bringing back everybody. And it's like, all right, well... Brain tumor. Oh, no, he's fine. He he learns the secrets, too, when he takes a dip. Uh, Deathstroke, son of Batman, looks like he's dead. No, he's back in Teen Titans. Lazarus Pit. So it's like, it seems they keep running themselves into a corner with the character. No, just put him in the pit. He's fine. We can bring him back. It's a little bit overdone. How many pits are there? Uh, there, there are several throughout the universe, but that's besides the point. The biggest question is... How did the Riddler find a pit? Number two, mm-hmm. how did he get into the pit? Number three, why? Wait, no, no, hold why? on, hold on. He did he did mention that spending a lot of money and talking to people, he was able to find access to a pit. Because uh, that assassin lady did show up at the beginning saying that someone not in the league went in and used a pit and wanted Batman's help to find out. So obviously someone from the league of assassins was paid off and let him in to take a dip. And that was not cool with the rest of them. Yeah, but still, we get to my third question. Why? Why the Riddler? Out of everybody, why the Riddler? I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm glad it wasn't the Joker either. I did like that uh, in this case, he was honestly innocent. Yeah, which he made jokes about. He said, you're going to kill me first. I'm actually innocent. This is hilarious. Yeah, no, the Joker actually being innocent and all this was actually pretty funny. But, yeah. Okay, if you had to pick, not Riddler, take him out, but it can't be Thomas Elliot. Who would you want to be Hush? But try and think in the context of this universe. Like, the movies you've seen so far, which one would make sense? Honestly, no one, because they introduced the Riddler in this film, too. He wasn't in any other DC animated films. Yeah, you're right, which also kind of ruins this as well, because, like, if he, if we saw him die, 
uh, again, kind of like Deathstroke, right? Where we think he's dead, but then he comes back and he did all this. Maybe that have more impact, but this is the first appearance of the Riddler, and he's yeah. ripped up, you know, no hair. He has, he's got the question mark on his head. He's like, the fuck? Yeah. Like, like I said, if they're going to introduce all these, they're not new characters. Like, any Batman fan knows who the Riddler is. They know who the yeah. Joker is. They know who Bane is. Always an Ivy and all that. Yeah, I get it. If you're going, just go the extra mile. Make it Thomas Elliot. Just do it. Yeah, and it's like, they really, for a movie that I thought was very fast-paced, like, a lot of stuff happened in this movie. Yep. It, they really had no qualms about just finishing stuff up. Like, oh, it's not Thomas Elliot. We just killed him. And by by the way, yes, the Riddler, a.k.a. Hush, killed him. Uh, Riddler is now dead, too. So we're done. Yeah, and my thing is, like, I didn't believe it was the Riddler until I actually saw it. And I was pissed because I was like, all right, Thomas Elliot's dead. You're waiting for a twist. Another twist. That's the plan. That's Clayface who's pretending to be dead. Thomas Elliot's setting this whole thing up. I like it. I like what they're doing. And then all of a sudden, Batman cuts Clayface's throat open, and it's not the Riddler. And it's like, well, all right. Damn, I guess if it really is the Riddler, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just... Yes, in the sense of the plot, sure, it makes sense, but it is underwhelming. And again, Batman basically insulting him. And everyone, like, what he says is true. It just undermines him even more, and then he just dies. Yeah. I agree. I did like, I think one of the strong points of the movie was the other plot, which is the Batman-Catwoman relationship. And then how it ended, I thought really, this movie is, I think, a pretty good uh, message about Batman, where, yes, he wants to fall in love with her, and he wants to have a life with her. But him being Batman is so, like, what she says, like, I was willing to change for you. But he cannot change. Yep. He can't. Even if it's going to kill him trying to save an asshole, a weak-ass villain, he still can't change. That's right. That's and also Batman's biggest character trait. It, it really is. So, well, again, we're, we're disappointed about the final villain twist. A lot of the movie was good, and it brought home a great message about Batman. I agree. But uh, I think... I mean, that's all I have to say about it. Mike, do you have any other thoughts about... Batman Hush, or where do you think they'll take the uh, at least the Batman set of characters from here? Like, where do you think they would go? Honestly, I have no idea. They kind of. I mean, did they has Penguin been brought up yet? I haven't seen all of them. No, I don't think he has. But they kind of wrote themselves into a corner as far as like the whole Batman franchise. And why is that? Well, like, yeah, okay, you introduced us to. The Riddler, I mean, not Riddler. Riddler's dead now. Yeah. Joker and Harley Quinn into this universe. Technically, she already existed. Suicide Squad. You also introduced us Clayface. You could do something with that. Like, oh, they broke out of Arkham again. Whoop-de-freaking-do. I mean, could do Two-Face. Yeah, they could, but he's still locked up as far as we know, so he could break out. Yeah. I mean, they could do the whole breaking of the bat thing. Where Bane breaks Batman's back, that's also a possibility. No, see, I feel for that one, they wrote themselves into a corner with this movie. Because they made it a point that he had super venom in him. That made him super stronger. 
and more ferocious, and Batman still took him down twice. Yeah. So are you telling me super, super Venom Bane has? Oh, that's what does it? Like I said, they kind of wrote themselves into a corner because if they played it right, you'd have the whole Under the Red Hood storyline to fall back on. Yeah. And then you'd also, in future films, have the whole Bat Family team up where you now have Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Damian Wayne, how all three of them interact as children of Batman. Yeah, it would be nice to see, but... Unless they come up with an original story, maybe they're done with Batman movies for a while. Uh, it definitely feels like they tried to make, at least promote this one a bit more than other ones, right? Because it is a bigger comic, and obviously it's Batman, and it's 80th yeah. anniversary. But they seem to, a lot of the movies are just adaptations of the comics, minus some changes, right? We had the Court of Owls done, we now have Batman Hush, uh, Killing Joke, but that's a separate thing. Unless there's another Not Batman... Joke was like essentially the same exact thing as the comic except for they added the whole Batgirl thing in the beginning. Which is completely unnecessary. Yeah, but they needed to make it a little bit longer. So I would take an, they... a, I would take a solid hour with better animation than to deal with that. Yeah. But I think unless there's another Batman comic line that they can put into this universe fine, I think they might just take a break from Batman movies. Yeah, most likely. They could always jump back into Superman. Uh, there'd be Basically in time for another Justice League movie after the Wonder Woman. Oh, it's funny you say that. Uh, I actually was looking this up last week, and apparently the the one of the movies for next year is uh, Justice League Dark. Apocalypse. Uh, was it Apocalyptic War? Like the Apocalypse War? They're doing yeah. that. Uh, so that seems to be the big one. And then Superman Red Sun. But obviously that would be its own separate thing, where he's like from, you know, Mother Russia. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as of now, next year, I don't think there is an individual Batman movie. So, and we'll see. Yeah, I feel like the Batman movies tend to come out like every other year. Yeah, because like last year, it was last year it they didn't the have Super- anything, but the year before yeah, that, they the had Superman movies. Yeah, the Superman movie. Yeah, Gotham by Gaslight was the last one, right? And that was like two years ago. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. So they take their time now with the Batman ones because before they were just pumping them out every. Every animated yeah. movie was was a Batman one. Yeah, and it didn't really do well. I mean, I thought it was fine at first, but it's good that they're taking a break and actually using the other characters they have. Like, can we get a Green Lantern animated movie? Like, he's been in a few of these now. Yeah. I, I, I feel that'd be a, a solid movie. Like, they can definitely extend this universe more. They just need to use other characters. I agree. But I think we've ranted enough, Tyler. Yeah, no, I, I think... think- now for our special time we have a few comments we'd like to discuss from our latest youtube video tyler take it away yep from our latest video uh from last week's discussion about spider-man possibly leaving the mcu we did get a couple comments uh we got two here from christian x gaming uh with him saying that there is still hope and that i think they're still negotiating on a new deal uh and to respond to you uh yes you're correct there is still hope Current reports are that they are still negotiating and there is still a chance that a deal can still be made. And hopefully there is. It'd be pretty stupid if there is no deal done. So hopefully we hear about that. Realistically, I would say by the end of the year, we'll get a confirmation on that. But thank you once again for the comments. And Mike, if anyone else, because this will probably be a YouTube video, if anyone else wants to leave comments, where can they let us know? 
Well, as always, you could send us an email, and trust me, we want it professional to the T, full letter and paragraph form at entertainmentexpansion at outlook.com. Otherwise, you don't have to be so formal. Jump into the inner circle, go down to our Instagram page, which is properly labeled Entertainment Expansion, post your comment on the picture that we provide, and third, you could always comment on our YouTube page, which is also labeled Entertainment Expansion. As always, we look forward from hearing from you. That is right. We always do. And that will be it for this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. As always, thank you for listening and see you next week.